listening to the show. With Sam. And Joe. This is episode 305 for September 24th, 2020. This week, we talk about CDs, cassettes, records, Xbox, and PlayStation. Super Mario 3D All-Stars, Burnt Cheesecake, and Japanese Curry. So stick around for... The Show! One, two, three, clap. Joe was just telling me about the hit movie Contact starring Katya and Trixie. Ugh, I want to rewatch Contact. It's not, you know, my one of my favorite movies of all time is the hit movie Gravity starring Gr- Sandra Bullock. You love, like, horrible space alien movies because you uh, wish horrible? that was you. The no, Grammys I'm- beg to differ. <laughs> the gr- horrible? The, the Grammys? The gra- <laughs> oh, wait, what's it called? The Oscars beg to differ. I don't listen to music. You can't expect me to know what awards are called. I don't even like movies. By horrible, I mean, like, like, the situation is horrible. Everyone's going to die in space. I should have rephrased. Excuse me. Do you know what a, you know what's very similar about contact and gravity? They're both in space. Is they both have, well, there's space involved, but they both have an amazing leading woman and then a horrible, horrible man Ugh. who's a side character. George Ho- Clooney and Matthew McConaughey. Two they're, people they're I don't want to see in any of my movies ever, period. Well, when they when you're in the drive thru and they ask you what you want for a side, you're like, I do not want George Clooney and I do not want Matthew McConaughey. And I don't have a car in the drive thru. I'm just standing there because we don't have a car on a tricycle. I'm just a, standing a pink, there shouting pink... into a speaker. Right. Yeah. With your dog. Not Matthew McConaughey. Not please. It's like, sir, this is a Wendy's. Anyway, Joe was telling um, me about this because I was I was cracking into my cyanide tablet, which is what I refer to to, to my um caffeinated mints. Um, oh my God! You're still taking the. Well, oh, I, ha- I actually buddy. haven't for a while. Um, I'm on my I'm on my last little canister. Hashtag not sponsored. But no, Joe was telling me that Joe made a contact reference, and I was like, okay, Katya. And Joe was like, actually, Contact is a really good movie, and I've never seen uh, Contact. Actually, I Ex- hate it when people say actually. Actually, actually, it's objectively good. <laughs> um. No, it is. It is. And you should watch it if you haven't seen it. How old is it? Let's see. I don't know, Sam. Let me just Google that. Contact the hit movie. There you go. So I was, shoot, I was only, what, nine? Wow, it really affected you, didn't it? I was a wee like, oh my God, you have no idea. When she goes, she goes through this wormhole. And I'm just sitting there. This is when TVs were big and they were, had a tube inside of them. You sat directly in front of them because I didn't have glasses. I was right, and then to. it gave you radiation poisoning. I just felt like I was flying through time and space. And, you know, I thought right there, this is the future. Wow. And I, I called it. What can you say? Uh, uh, honestly, I need, I need to watch more film that has Jodie Foster as the lead character. Because what if my, I mean... It's because I am a psychopath, but I one of my favorite movies of all time is Silence of the Lambs, and Jodie Foster is the main detective in that. Oh yeah, and um, she's just so fucking good. And yeah, I, I don't, she is. She's great. And every time I watch Silence of the Lambs, I'm like, I need more Jodie Foster in my life. And then like, I never like seek it out. So since Contact has Jodie Foster as the lead, that makes up for the fact that Matthew McConaughey is the. I'm assuming he's the love interest because men. Just put your, every time he's on screen, just put your thumb over his face. Like, right, you don't have to put it on the screen, but, you know, just hold it up. Someone should do a re-release of, like, they censor out Matthew McConaughey in all the scenes and contact. He ruins Interstellar. Like, just ruins Interstellar, too? I never watched Interstellar. He's the main fucking guy in Interstellar. Is that not right? 
I don't know. And it, it's him and Anne Hathaway. Interstellar. I don't know why. Wiki. I don't know what it is, but like every like new newer space movie, there are movie that has involved space that came out like since 2010 is the same fucking movie to me and I've never seen it. Like Gravity, no. Interstellar, that one they're so where good. they're on Mars and they're they're Oh, I didn't see that. No, no. they keep selecting. So here's here's the plot. Matthew McConaughey, George Clooney, Matt Damon, Who's the Batman guy? Ben Affleck. They are all the same person, and I can't stand any of them. You're not I, so wrong. I didn't they watch, are all the same person. I didn't. They, I just. I don't get me started on it. But <laughs> I've got. I've got a chart on the wall. I've got red yarn connecting <laughs> pins. It's mm-hmm, a thing. Mm-hmm. Um. So I didn't watch The Martian, but I love me a sci-fi movie. Interstellar is good. It's got a okay. cool premise. Um. Academy Awards, honey. You can't. They don't lie. You know? Okay. Yeah, they don't lie. Yeah, they've never get a, given a bad Academy Award. They never, you know, sloughed p- people out of a, an award before, right? No, no, no. Yeah, never. Their their word is gospel. Speaking of awards, and I mentioned the Grammys. Maybe it was subliminal. Did we finally win a Grammy for our hit EP? M- no. Moonlight. But did you know? Did you know <laughs> our music's on Spotify? Yeah, bitch. I don't know. Okay. So this week, I found God. this little website called Spot Iffy. <laughs> Have you moved away from Google Play Music yet? Like, what is what is your status? I fucking hate YouTube music. Yeah, I moved away fucking like three months ago. hate it. Best decision I ever you know, made. They pulled the trigger on Google Play Music. YouTube music is awful. Well, and by It's pl- literally the worst thing I've ever used to listen to music. And, and I was born in CDs. You know what I mean? Honey. We were born Honey. with cassettes. Oh, my God. We had the Macarena cassette. Don't and, get okay. me started on the B-side. By, <laughs> by pull the trigger on Google Play Music, you mean that they took Google Play Music out back behind the barn and pulled the trigger. That's oh, what you yeah. Mean. They lassied it. Yeah. Girl. Oof. So it's gone. It's It's gone. Yeah. So they imported all of our music onto YouTube music and then like held it hostage. Mm-hmm. The app sucks. The website sucks. It all sucks. I it hate sucks. it. It is so not user friendly. It is. It's like they took the interface from Google Play Music, shit on it, took away 90% of the features and just said, all right. All right. <laughs> all right. Call it a day. Yep. It is good the most enough. baffling move I've ever seen. But anyway, I want to talk about this little website I discovered called Spot Iffy. Mm, oh, yes. A little indie website. A little mm-hmm. indie website. Got a green logo. You might have seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, you may or may not have heard of it. It's been very off-brand for me, but I've been listening to music this week. Yeah. Music, What's wrong with you? Sam. You need to go to the doctor. Well, I was playing Skyrim. Well, it, Elder Scrolls Online, Skyrim Internet Mode. And I was like playing my necromancer character who's you know edgy he's edgy mm-hmm. he brings up the dead etc and i was like i need some early 2000s adult contemporary alternative music in my life you so need I looked to match up all the, the soundtrack to this experience yes and that's like what my sister listened to back then it was like um third eye blind <laughs> oh my god you know those those bands, they're all the uh-huh. same. My Chemical Romance. Did she listen to that? Sure. I'll, I don't even know. I literally don't even know all their names. I just remember the songs. So I went to Spot Iffy mm-hmm. and I typed in, you know, adult contemporary early 2000s, cooked up a playlist for me. Google Music or YouTube Music couldn't do it. It gave me like music videos and I was over it. Right. Um, 
But I, I enjoyed it. Wow. I was listening to I know. Joe was it listening brought back to memories. music. And then I started adding like so my favorite my favorite music was started from like 1998 and to like 2010. Like okay. there was about a 10 year period I really liked music. Yeah, 12 yeah. years max. Um so I, st- I started collecting all of that once again. It was really nice. I got the uh LaRue's first album. Of That's course. such a good album. Uh, Kelly's Flesh Tone album was such a jam a good back album. then. Oh my God. Do you remember Stacey Orico? Oric- Who? Hold on. There's got to be more to love. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. And Girl, then you, you were living you felt it. it. I was listening to all of these songs. Well, LaRue doesn't seem that ancient to me. That that first album was like, I don't know what, 2006 or yeah, 2000, it, it no, wasn't, 2008 or yeah, something like that. Relatively, it wasn't that long ago. Right. But you got, you know, Michelle Branch everywhere. Savage Garden, I Want You. These Words, Natasha Bedingfield. Oh my Torn, God. Natalie Imbruglia. I mean. You were living it. Barely breathing. Duncan Sheik, who I don't even know who that is or that he sang that song. How do you're barely breathing every day? <laughs> but I was fascinated that there were, I mean, there's what's interesting to me and all of you Gen Z listening to this, the music that you listen to from around the age of like 13 to your mid 20s is the music that's going to stick with you for the rest of your fucking life. Absolutely. Like you were going to form bonds like those those songs will be part of your memory. Yeah, like it's, yeah, it's ingrained into your it. soul for the rest of your life. Yeah, so it's it's just been very off brand for me listening to music. Oh, and Pink's first couple albums. Oh. oh, I loved Pink. I haven't visited like Pink's albums in such a long time. She's so talented. Oh, still jams. Still oh jams. God. Oh, do you remember when the Black Eyed Peas? Solved World Peace with yes. Where Is the Love with Justin Timberlake, girl. Yes. And I Fergie remember had the one line. I here so here's a specific memory about that specific album. So this was right when we got our a, a computer, a new computer that had Windows XP on it, and I plugged that motherfucking Black Eyed Peas album that I think my mom got. I don't know. I plugged. I oh, plugged that, that CD. Is a- Mama Ravioli classic. Classic. Well, she well, she like she bought the Black Eyed Peas album and then she bought Justin P- Bieber's first Christmas album. So she's oh, all over no. the goddamn place. Anyway, so I plugged the Black Eyed Peas album into my our new family Windows XP PC and I booted up Windows Media Player. And then you know how Windows Media Player had that like um, wacky visualizer. Visualizer. Yeah, I put that bitch on full screen and I just watched it for like ten whole minutes while that was playing, and I was like, "This is the fucking future." I just sat here with my mouth agape, honey. Just nostalgia. stunned at the nostalgia. <laughs> if you Windows, oh my god, Windows Media Player slapped. Girl. You would make playlists, you would rip your music, but you had to like go into the settings to make it rip as an MP3 instead of a WMA or whatever the right, fuck it was. Right, because fuck that. Because I didn't play on nothing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Girl. Anyway, um, allegedly, so this does connect to an article I have as well. Wow, the um, segue. CD players are back. What? Okay, so here's the T. According to the Recording Industry Association of America, I've, we've discussed this before. Vinyl sales, uh, vinyl records surpassed CDs for the first time since the 80s. Right, because um, hipsters love vinyl. Exactly. 
but what's more surprising, it says, I'm reading this on Gizmodo, uh, people are still buying CDs and they're still coming out with new CD players. So there's a new one out. It's called The Long Time No See by NINM Labs. That sounds like fake um, news. It's very interesting looking. It's, um, but here's the thing with it. It has built-in Bluetooth. It'll work with your AirPods. Oh, wow. It has a headphone jack as well, uh, but it's got Bluetooth. That's like all I ever wanted. Wait, so CD it player. plays the CD and it streams the CD audio wirelessly over Bluetooth to your like earbuds? Wirelessly. If only you could get that kind of thing with something you already have, but I don't even know how else you could do that. Oh my God. I need to, okay, specifically, specifically, I need to buy this CD player because somewhere in my archive, so like, I think the first CD, it wasn't the first CD that I bought because I was too young to buy things, but the first CD that I, that was mine, that I received, I think it was like a birthday or Christmas or something, was Britney Spears' second album. And I Oops, played, I did it again? Oops, I did it again. And I played that CD to death. It was my favorite fucking thing. It was interesting Hell because yeah. for, for some reason, I got Britney's second CD first. And then a couple months later, then I got her first CD. So, like, I discovered Oops, I did it, did it again before her first album. I don't know why. Anyway, when I came out to my parents, I was like, y'all surprised. And they were like... <laughs> Anyway, so I, I need to play that on. I need to get her out of the fucking basement or whatever. Get the CD player and play it all the way through. Because it's not like you can find that album anywhere. It's not on Spotify or well, anything. It is. So I remember buying a lot of CDs in like junior high, middle school. By high school, like MP3s had kind of taken over. But I was still buying CDs of like my favorite stuff. My favorite mm-hmm. albums. Um, and... I don't know where I was going with that. Well, for one thing, in cars, all my cars only had CD players. We didn't have, like, headphone jacks at that point in time, like, in Mm -hmm. the car, like, aux cables or whatever. But what was, like, the last CD? Do you remember the last CD you purchased before you, like, stopped buying? Like, I assume you don't buy CDs anymore. Right. I do. I do remember the last CD that I purchased, and it was, um, it was the Born This Way Deluxe Edition by Lady Gaga. And the only reason why is because um, I wanted to get the special like cover of her fucking as a goddamn motorcycle. And it came with a digital download. But I got the physical CD in the mail. But I feel like that's different. Like, I, I can't remember the last time that I bought a CD at a store, at a physical location. Like, like y'all used to go to Walmart. You go to Walmart and you go oh my to the God. CD section. Hastings? Did you and have Hastings? You, oh, yeah, we had Hastings, honey. Oh, Hastings. Hastings They was had everything. The they had everything. See, like, I can remember, like, the last few albums that I purchased that were online. Like, I remember um, purchasing all of the CDs of Robin's um, Body Talk EPs and then the full-length album. I remember purchasing those online and getting physical copies. I remember the Born This Way album and getting a physical copy of that. But in terms of trying to remember the last time that I bought a CD in person, I truly cannot remember what that one was. Do you have a specific memory of like the last time you bought a CD physically that wasn't like an online purchase? So I bought a CD recently in the past like four, three, four years. Oh! Um, Because, okay, so in South Korea, in Japan, physical 
copies are still huge. Mm-hmm. You know, they do like when Twice releases an album in South Korea, they'll release like 12 different versions, like one for each member plus a few more or Jesus something. You Christ. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's and they want you to collect them all and they'll come that's with like random cards. Of, that's a lot of coasters. I, yeah, they come with like <laughs> random cards inside of them, and it's so you have to keep collecting them. Like that's how they sell so many. That that's what I was um, going to ask is is it more of like a collector's item sort of thing? So yeah, the last one I bought was one of Taeyeon's from gotcha. Girl Genera- Girls Generation. Um, it was definitely it was an album of hers I just absolutely loved. I wanted a physical copy just because the physical copy was so pretty. It mm-hmm. was in like a like it's not just a jewel case. It's like a stand up looks like a book on your shelf. Comes with a photo album, you know. Damn, like they give you a, a reason. They're giving you a reason to oh, buy yeah. the physical copy. Oh yeah, you like you get things with it. Like I have, so I have three copies of Hillary Duff's Dignity CD. I have the American regular version, American deluxe version, which I think comes with a DVD or something, and mm. then I have the Japanese edition, which oh, yeah. is like four hundred page photo book. Holy shit. She's got like quotes in it. It's definitely not 400 pages. It might be like 30 or something. But <laughs> we're rounding up. It's it's an experience. Mm-hmm. Like that thing came in a a box within a box covered with like protective film, super high gloss pages. It is an art exhibit. It is literally an entire like 17 spread Vogue fashion shoot type thing. Like it is a thing. And I just had to have it. I just imagine um, she's probably wearing jorts in one of the photos. <laughs> the quotes, it's in storage right now because obviously we're moving. But right. um, I, next time I get it out, the quotes are just like happiness. It's what it <laughs> means to me. And it's just like they don't make sense. Hillary, they don't Duff, make sense. Hillary Duff starring as the girl who writes the quotes in Fortune Cookies. It's literally, they are, it's so bad. I love so that. So bad. Holy shit. Um, but it's gorgeous. And I, I wanted it as a collector's item. But one of the CDs I remember vividly buying was Uffy's Sex, what's it? Sex Dreams, sex and, dreams denim and Denim Jeans. Denim Jeans, yeah. Yes. Definitely That's one of my favorite album. albums. I remember buying it in Philly and like going into the store and being like, I'm going to listen to the shit out of this. And see, doing it. See, that's that's the difference. It's like I by the time I lived in an area that had a place where I could like go and buy an album that was like not totally mainstream. I was living in Boston and I was like listening to shit on my phone. Like CDs were out the door for me. Um, like the only place that I could buy fucking CDs were like Walmart and Hastings. Where did you buy Uffy's debut album at like a, a specialty store or was it at like fucking Hastings? It was in Philly. It was, what was that? It was a big chain. It was like F. It was like initials. F. F. <laughs> I mean, I think it started with an F, like F-T-P, but obviously not because that's obviously. like an internet thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like sound, poop, and music. or mm-hmm. I don't know. Absolutely. But I don't think I listened to the physical CD. I think I went home, ripped it. Because back then you still had to buy MP3s or you right. could download them illegally or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I would still get CDs, not listen to them, rip them as MP3s and use that on my phone. There was no like streaming. Right. Know? Yeah. I, I did that for my parents. My parents had to have a large um, CD collection. And before Spotify 
Spotify was just becoming a thing, but I, I I think it was still only in Sweden. I feel like it hadn't come to the U.S. Like streaming hadn't come to the U.S. yet. But like iTunes was all the rage or, and whatever. And so you could like still obviously buy MP3s and buy albums. But obviously my parents like didn't want to rebuy all the CD, all the albums that they already owned physically. So I remember <clears throat> taking an, an evening and ripping all of their CD collection, like all like 14 Dixie Chicks albums that my mom has. And ripping them to their like iTunes library so that they could have them and finding all the album art and stuff like that. And that it was an experience. But they still have it. It's still on their server. I said it's all of their music that they have physically is all ripped digitally. Just in case. Like, that's the, what you got to do. That's what you had to do back what in the day. What you had to do. Yeah, that was what you had to do. Um, do you remember? Well, let me just ask you. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite form of physical music? Physical? Like, is it CDs, tapes, or vinyl? I feel like rank them or, you know, music box. I don't know what you're into. A music box. A music oh box. Honey. Oh, my God. No, my favorite is those little like hit clips that had like two oh songs. Oh, my God. My <laughs> that, Disney Mix Max. Is that what they were called? Oh. Disney. There was a Disney version called the Disney Mix Max. You could watch movies on it. I had a clip for high school music, the first high school musical movie. Hold on. Just Google Disney Mix Max Red HSM Edition. I had it. Hold I had on. it in my bag. Took it to classes in college. Honey, watched High School Musical <laughs> in history class. What? Okay. Mm. <laughs> um. So the first thing that so I typed this in in Google. It's obviously supposed to be so supposed to be a personal media player. And the first result was this. Oh, I don't no. think I don't think the picture is right. <laughs> this is <laughs> it's a stapler. <laughs> I'll, p- I'll post this to our to our Patreon. That's hilarious. It's it's, it's the wrong listing on Amazon. It looks like some like a like a laminator or something. It's like this is not yeah. a Disney Mix Max. Anyway, oh, no. Does that count as? I mean, that that kind of counts as personal media. I remember when those were like all the oh, fucking yeah. rage. You put you yeah. It was like I mean iPod used to be a thing before oh, we yeah. all had our music on our phones. You know, mm-hmm. it was like that before kids and right. me in college. So. In terms of in terms of like an actual answer to this, um, I I don't know. I I enjoy them all for different reasons. Um, I I want to preface this and say that I do not own a record player and I don't collect vinyls, but I do enjoy vinyls b- because of the fact that it's like the music is physically engraved onto the vinyl. It's not digital. It's physically there and you have to read it with a fucking needle. It is like permanently like there is a physical like imprint of the sound on there. And I think that's really cool. And I also really enjoy the fact that like vinyls are large. And so it's like it's more like a painting, you know, because like CDs are are so small. Yeah, like that one in space. Is there a vinyl in space? Oh, yeah. Like the golden one or whatever. The gold one. They shot out of the solar system. (laughs) Shout it out there. Right. And so like a frisbee. I, I feel like I, I definitely enjoy like I don't own any vinyls, but I enjoy the aspect of vinyls a lot because it's it's a physical representation of music and also it's large. And so you can it's easy to display like the album art, you know, it's it's kind of hard to display a CD collection because they're kind of they're really small and it's really hard to display like a cassette collection because they're also really small. So it's hard to like include like really vibrant album art on a cassette. You know, you can on CDs, but like you have more canvas space on, you know, a vinyl cover, you know, so I really appreciate that. 
But in terms of like nostalgia's sake, girl, I love me a cassette. I no, I, I love me a fucking cassette. I love when they. I'm shocked. I I love when they get fucked up. I love how like the just I just I have a lot of like nostalgic because I had I had a mini cassette player with like headphones when I was a kid. Wait. And, Oh. I didn't, we didn't even have, the only cassette I remember having, my sister was old enough for cassettes. Oh, really? But I remember the Macarena one. Mm-hmm. And I guess I remember car them in cars. Right. Cassette players in cars. But I never, I don't think I ever actually owned any myself. I mean, by owned, I mean, like, my parents got them for me. Okay. Like, I was, I was not, you know, I was too young. Now on iTunes and Amazon. Um, oh my god! And Spotify. And Spotify. And YouTube Music, I guess. Ugh. Um, but no, I, 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 I just have a lot of memories of of like playing through a tape and having it degrade over time, <laughs> and and then it, you know, the like the spool, like the fucking tape coming out and it getting jammed, and the frustration behind it, and just like the the analog kind of crackly feel. Of a tape player, I don't know. I it's I I I enjoy tapes for a very selfish reason, but in, in a for an artistic reason, I think that vinyls are are good too. I don't know. It's hard to rank them, but I I think CDs for me are probably last, just because I feel what? like the, I don't I don't know. I don't know. You're what shocking is. me to my core because mine would be exactly the opposite of yours. CDs oh, really? first, yeah, then vinyl. Which we have a record player. Justin has like a huge collection of vinyl. Um, a lot of it's like jazz and then like the, some bands he likes. Wow. Um, I, if, see, I like CDs the most because I can skip the songs. Oh yeah. You can I skip do all like the bad listening. Well, I like listening to CDs all the way through. And I remember doing that, getting them and then listening to them the whole way through the first time and mm-hmm. then being able to skip around. Right. Um, whereas tapes, I don't have as much of a connection to. Right. I just don't have a. I don't have a connection, but I mm-hmm. still love my CDs. I gave away a lot of them, and I wish, part of me wishes I had them, but part of me knows I was never going to listen to them, and I have them in other ways right now. But I kept all the important ones, like my right. Hillary Duff collection. The ones that really mean a lot. The ones that mean a lot. I used to import 18 CDs oh from God. Sweden. Like, they would have a Swedish version. Oh, my God. Of, yeah. I remember I re- doing that in like middle school. Holy shit. I remember, so my cousin, this was right when Napster was a thing. So my cousin, older cousin, like much older, like 10 years older, um, it was it was like during the phase, like we were really into Aqua's first album, the one that had Barbie Girl oh, on it. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. And he played for us the version of Barbie Girl that I think is in, are they, are there's some Scandinavian. They're like either Swedish or they're Danish or something. They did it in their native language. And it was like the first song that I ever heard that I knew, but they were singing it the exact same song in a different language. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And he got it off of Napster, obviously. And I was like, there's other languages other than English. People are allowed to sing in other languages. (laughs) Honey, they brainwashed you with the Pledge of Allegiance. Let me tell you that. Locked you into this capitalism nightmare hell. One nation under God, let me tell you. Oh, no. Um, I was looking. Oh, never mind. That's a whole other thing. uh Uh-oh. That's Uh a whole other thing. Uh Uh-oh. But um, Um, yeah, they recorded that song in like 
20 languages. Well, I mean, it was their it was their hit. Why, you know, of it course was they would. it. It slapped. Um, I, I never got into 18s, though. I think I was too young. 18s kept me alive. Honey. I was active on the message boards. Oh, Middle you school. were? Middle school, there was an 18s website. I was active on the message boards. I had every single album. I had their first single. They used to be called the ABBA Teens because they right. started off with ABBA covers. Right. And I had their Mamma Mia single that had ABBA Teens written on it instead of 18s. Probably a collector's item now. Wish I still had it. Wow. Um. But I, yeah, I had all their physicals, imported some of their singles, like the whole collection. 18s were my life. Holy shit. And then they broke up. Well, they, you know, I guess they're on forever hiatus. I don't know. But it, my world ended that day. <laughs> it's gone forever. That day. I've been dead inside ever since. Yeah, I feel like that I was, I was just, I was just slightly too young to appreciate 18s. I, n- I never listened to them when I was a kid. But like everyone that I know that's like at least one or two years older than me, like 18s affected them on such an emotional level that I was like, holy shit. Like, I just I just missed this boat, apparently. They were like never mainstream, you no. know, but we like everyone thought that we were like had something special, but we all actually listened to it. Secretly. But it's because that it's like, I mean, 18s made you gay because like, honestly, oh, yeah, any like Swedish pop music. That shit is like, it's like fucking heroin. Like it, it, like Robin, like that started you on the plane of like, oh God, Swedish pop is really good. Uh Uh-oh. Oh Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Wow. Why why do we start talking about this? Um, You can get this CD player for... Oh, yeah, that's fine. I love a nostalgia episode. Okay, oh, I'm here for it. I could talk about this all day because I've rediscovered music. Sam, I just want everyone to know that music exists and that I've rediscovered it. So, okay, b- question. Are okay. you are you signing up for Spotify? No, I don't. I don't know. I mean, if Justin gets a family plan, I'll piggyback on that. But <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm assuming I'm assuming Justin enjoys music. So, like, what is he for what? streaming? Yeah, he's a he loves music. Listens to it all the time while he's working. He has a YouTube music subscription. Does he like it? I think it's just what he had and what happened. And now he won't tell him he's not allowed. Switch. I know. I need to switch him over to Spotify, get a family plan or whatever they do. Piggyback on that. And then you could then you're the in. plan. And then I'm in. But yeah, I mean, if you if you didn't know, both uh, Joseph Birdsong and Candy Coated are on Spotify. So Oh, when it tells you, like, how many plays they have and shit. And I was like, what? Yeah, exactly. People I, listen to this? It's I so, never knew. It's so funny. I was excited. Um, I, since I, I signed, since I, I moved away from Google Play Music, like, a couple months ago, because I knew this change was coming, and I was like, I just gotta, I gotta be with the mainstream, I gotta move to Spotify. And I realized that, like, back in 2010, I made an instrumental album that's really bad, but I I put it back on Spotify recently. So if any of you want to re- <gasps> listen to what the fuck Sam was making in like 2008, 2010, look at my name on Spotify. It's all there. <laughs> Is this the one with like Arachna? Yep. Anastasia. Uh, Anastasia. Oh yeah, girl. Sam, that song slaps. You're so fucking talented. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. Okay. One of these days I'll make music again, but today is Promo your damn self, honey. Verified artist on Spotify. I'm popping it now. I see you. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, I'm on Spotify. And so uh, Candy Coated and Joseph Birdsong. So please, we need the royalty checks. I told you last episode I got that royalty check for like $2.30. So this 
you're paying my rent all in one place (laughs) i know (laughs) (laughs) so uh, anyway are you gonna buy this fucking cd player or not it's 90 dollars um you can pre-order it player i know they were like I don't know, $15, $20 back then. That's weird to me. I I remember I had a boom box and I, but I was, I loved it so much because it was portable. And by portable, I mean, you could put like 30 of those giant D batteries in the back and then it would play music for like 10 minutes without like the AC adapter. And I just thought that was the coolest fucking thing. I, I can't even imagine how many, how much money those batteries cost that like lasted literally no time. But that played CDs and cassettes. And I was like, this is the this is the moment. This is the that's future. all you needed. That's right. what you need for the rest of your life. I just can't imagine my um, parents like listening to me bump Britney Spears over and over. And they were surprised when I came out to them. I don't understand that. Like your son made personal home videos on the video camera of him dancing to every single Britney Spears song ever made in like the early 2000s. Like, how are you surprised? Anyway, topic for a different time. What a story. What a tale. <laughs> what a journey. Truly what a journey. Um, Since we spent a whole half hour talking about nostalgia, what else do you want to talk about? Um. Oh, let's see what else I had. Oh, my God. So the Xbox Series X and PS5 have both been pre-ordered, available. Right. right. We know that the info came out that Microsoft bought Bethesda, which is right. Fallout, Elder Scrolls, every MMORPG you love mm-hmm. uh, or RPG you love, Um, which I, you know, I've... All I'm thinking about while we're doing this right now is Elder Scrolls Online. I was playing it beforehand. They're having an event right now. I got to play it later. I am sucked in. She's she's in it. She's in it to win it. I'm in it. I'm in it. Um, but here's the twist. So I'm I am not on the market for a console. The only consoles I usually own are Nintendo, right? And then I'm a PC gamer, right? right but right. I'm always like interested to see which one is doing well. And they're both releasing like a week or two within. Of each other, there are. They've um, always been competitive, but like this is also like very competitive. They're releasing right close together. This is yes, especially and like there are charts comparing like which is going to be able to run which, what the prices are, etc. Right. Um. Well, so okay, Xbox's generation right now is called Xbox One X. Too many X's, too many ones, and too many boxes. This one is Xbox Series X. Okay. So. A lot of people allegedly accidentally or- ordered one the One X, the one cuts current, instead of pre-ordering the Series X, which is the new one. Oh, so they're all mad about it. Well, so on Amazon, the sales rank was up 747% for Xbox One X, this, the old one, mm-hmm. the current one. Um, but they think allegedly it could have also been... You know, there are bots that go through Amazon and try to order this stock and sell it for higher on eBay and other right. sites. Right, 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 right. So they think they might have it might have screwed over these bots as well. I hope but so. I, I also hate the naming. Like, it's like Wii and Wii U. The like, worst. There are, there are literally some people out there who still think the Wii U is the same thing as the Wii. Right. You know. Um, But after Microsoft bought them, I was like, I was all on PlayStation, rooting for PlayStation. And now I'm kind of like, okay, Xbox. And okay, Xbox game- work, Xbox. Yes. All the Game Pass stuff. I was like, maybe so. 
hmm, maybe. So if you were to get a console in the future, would it be an Xbox One Series X, Xbox One X, X, Series X? It would probably be the Xbox Series S, which is the digital only version. Um, I don't plan on it. I just like rooting for, like being someone who's not involved in this war whatsoever. It's fun to pick a side. Mm Mm-hmm. And right now, my um, the horse I'm picking is Xbox Series X. I thought even it was though I think Series the naming S. is horrible. Series X. Well, Series S and Series X. I hate it. Are both the next generation, but X is the full fledged big O, and S is digital only. Honey, my the brain is the size of a S. walnut. I cannot understand this. Let me tell you about the smooth brain marketing team. <laughs> Coming up with these names, okay? Not a wrinkle in those brains, okay? A wrinkle in time, not on their brains. Call me, marketing team, call call a gay. If you could call a gay to name something, we do it best. 1-800-CALL-A-GAY. Call a gay. Anyway, I... I I don't know where I I was going with that. I don't know where you were going either, but... All I know is that the the Xbox Series XS whatever looks like a refrigerator and the PS5 looks like an old Netgear router. That's all I know about them. Here's the thing, though. Which one would you rather have sitting in your living room when, like, company comes over? Probably the PS5, to be honest. What? Yeah. The PS5 looks like a seven-year-old drew a spaceship with Exactly, crayons. I'm into it. <laughs> and the Series X looks like a chic piece of furniture. Oh, yeah. Nothing, you know, I I want to sit, I want to plant my ass on that box. That it black like box. a minimalistic beacon to the future, if you will. Right. I mean, I'm not going to have either ever. <laughs> so it doesn't really matter. Instead, like I, instead, I'm going to have one of those like VTech children's laptops from like, you know, 2005. Yeah, the Leapfrog laptop. The Leapfrog learning system. This is my PS5. It plays learning games. Oh, Sam. Um, Oh, what was I going to say? Oh, VR is getting cheaper and cheaper. The Oculus 2 was like, which it's like Facebook owned. And allegedly you have to like log in with Facebook to use it. Oculus Quest 2, starting at $299. Like I remember when VR was like, a thousand dollars. Yeah. Yes. And you had so, to have like a whole fucking, you know, computer to play it. You had to like a, have a super yeah. crazy graphics card or whatever. Yeah. So Technology's crazy. Technology's wild, man. And I, I haven't I mean, ever tried VR. I mean, you had your Google Cardboard like, or whatever, right? Yeah. Except for like Google Cardboard. But that was, you know, that hurt my face. Well, that's what I was going to say is it doesn't matter how low in price VR gets. It's still going to want to make me throw up. So it's like... That's what are you the truth. Do, honey? That is literally the truth. Um, I would like to experience it, though. Uh, that's true. Um, so I... Okay, is your favorite thing this week Super Mario 3D All-Stars? Or should I mention it? It, um, it can be. I mean, what was... I mean, we don't have to... I mean... It, it was... Um, well, it was a toss-up between Spotify and 3D All-Stars. Well, I, we already kind of talked about Spotify. Exactly. It can be 3D All-Stars, though. Okay, um, let's do cheese of the week because I have a cheese this week. It's cheese of the week. But you first, tell. but first, do you have a cheese? Um, eighteens, eighteens, <laughs> a cheese. <laughs> um, sparkling water because I've been drinking it. Oh even yeah, she's, I hate it. She's drinking Lacroix because it was in the house. 
It was in the house. It was found LaCroix. And so I'm drinking it. Corey in the house? Oh, canceled before it's time. You was know? That, was that good? All I know, I know there's... No. There's a... <laughs> no. <laughs> there's a... No. So, okay, there is a Corey in the house Game Boy Advanced game. And there's a person on Twitch named I fucking love Corey in the house. And all they do is speed run that game. I think they have the world record. Um, kind I'm of pretty sure they have the only record. The only person to do that. Um, okay, so wh- what? what is your cheese? LaCroix? LaCroix. Okay. Now it's ready for Go my... Go on. It's, are you ready for my cheese? I'm ready. My cheese this week is burnt Basque cheesecake. And have you ever heard of this fucking cheesecake before? Burnt what? Googling it. Basque. B-A-S-Q-U-E. It's a region of Spain. Oh, cheesecake. I've never heard of it. Do Okay, this fucking cheesecake went viral, like, I think one or two years ago. Everyone was making it. Bon Appetit had a recipe. Helen Rennie, one of my favorite cooking YouTubers, had a recipe. Chef John had a recipe. I think New York Times had a recipe. Um... A bunch of bunch of outlets made this fucking cheesecake. And essentially what it is, is cheesecake traditionally, you have to baby it. Usually you put it, you have to cook it in a low oven so the top doesn't crack. Usually sometimes you have a, a water bath to like cook it very gently. It's kind of tedious and time consuming. Um, so the, the thing about this burnt Basque cheesecake is it is a cheesecake where you quote, break all of the rules, end quote. And you cook it at a very high temperature and the top cracks and burns and you don't even have a crust. Like you cook it at a high temperature so the sides form a crust, the bottom forms a crust and then the top burns. And then you, um, it like puffs up kind of like a souffle and then you take it out of the oven and it and it falls and you cool it to room temperature. And because the it's the, I think it's the combination of like the really sweet cheesecake with like the bitter top of like the the burnt crust kind of makes it mesh really well. It's it's a good balance allegedly. Anyway, I'm I've been wanting one piece of this fucking burnt Basque cheesecake because everyone talked about it and I was like, I don't know, is this does is it worth the hype? What the fuck is this? And of course, it's one of those things where I live by myself and a roommate. My roommate does not like cheesecake. I cannot eat an entire fucking cheesecake. And the only way that I'm going to taste this goddamn cheesecake is if I make a whole one. So I finally did. It it took four packages of Philadelphia cream cheese. It's I mean, did you know that all cheesecake is is just like Philadelphia cream cheese and heavy cream and eggs? Like, that's it. That's like did so much. Did you know fat. that you can you can half a recipe or well, quarter it? <laughs> the thing is, is I, I didn't like I didn't want to mess it up. I wanted to, like, cook it okay. correctly because, like, I've never okay. made it before. And so I felt like that if I halved the recipe or whatever, I would fuck it up somehow. Like, I would cook it too long or I should have reduced the heat or whatever. Um, And also, like, I mean, I don't remember the last time I made a cheesecake. Regardless, I made this fucking cheesecake. I burnt the shit out of this cheesecake. Actually, I should have probably burnt it more. And let me tell you, the verdict is it tastes like cheesecake. It's there's really nothing special about it except for like what? I mean, it's it's interesting. It's I feel like it's probably way easier to make this cheesecake compared to like a cheesecake that you probably have to baby in the oven and have a water bath and shit. Um, and I feel like that if you if you're gonna make this cheesecake, you wanna burn the top. I didn't burn the top of mine very much, and so it was just very sweet because there was nothing to really contrast with it because the top wasn't burnt enough. But it's like 
okay, I had my my one piece of cheesecake and now I have like three fourths of a cheesecake left and I don't know what to do with. So I like froze the rest of it. But it was good. It was very sweet. Um, but it's, yeah, it's cheesecake. And um, so, yeah, that's, I, I did it. I completed my mission. And um, the cheesecake gave me horrendous diarrhea because it's all lactose. <laughs> so was it I worth it? you were, uh, no. <laughs> you were gonna say it was the best fucking thing you ever had no it wasn't i mean it's good like i I feel like it's good i bought a fuck i bought a whole goddamn 10 inch spring form pan for the damn thing because i didn't have anything else to cook it in and now i I know you can make cheesecake in your pressure cooker yeah but it's like i can't burn a cheesecake in a pressure cooker you know yeah that's true you're steaming it essentially so anyway i use the bon appetit recipe i know they're canceled or whatever but like you know that's the recipe that i used um it's good if you do make it um i recommend making sure the top is sufficiently burnt not like horribly burnt but like i took mine to where it was more of a golden brown instead of a burnt and i should have cooked it longer um so that's my recommendation it's it's good but I recommend like to cook it for if you have multiple people that are going to eat it. I have to like pawn this off on my friends now. Be like, hey, do you like cheesecake? I have some for you. I need to get rid of this because it's like I ate my cheesecake and now I don't want to have any more because it's like super rich. You know, what are your thoughts on cheesecake, Joe? I am not in love with it. Like you said, it's literally just cream cheese. Right. Um. Which that being said, give me a block of cream cheese. I'll eat it. Girl, but, I, love, I love that too. Oh my God. Have you ever dipped Cheez-Its? First of all, dipping Cheez-Its in sour cream, delicious. Dipping Cheez-Its in cream cheese, also delicious. Whether you want sweet, sour, delicious. Don't read the ingredients. Don't just read the do carbs. It. Don't read the sugars, don't the salt, the fat. sodium. Don't read. Yeah, just do it. Just, sh- um, just do it. I, I, don't, I don't have a strong opinion on cheesecake. I don't. It's not my go-to dessert by any means. Yeah, me either. But I mean, I'm, I'd burn one, sure. <laughs> Girl, I'd burn a cheesecake. See, that's kind of my one. situation is that it was just bothering me because everyone was coming in their fucking pants over this about two years ago about how this was the best cheesecake they ever had. And it's like, well, I haven't had very, I haven't had many cheesecakes in my life, especially ones that aren't like from a store, like ones that are homemade. And so I was like, yeah, this is good. This tastes like cheesecake. Um... The problem is that, so the recipe that I used on Bon Appetit isn't, quote, traditional, end quote, because the traditional version doesn't have any salt and it doesn't have any vanilla. So it's literally just cream cheese and heavy cream. And like, that is the flavoring. It's like all dairy forward. And so the one that I used on Bon Appetit added some salt and added some vanilla, which I think helped tremendously to kind of cut the fat a little bit. But I can't imagine just like eating a block of cream cheese with heavy cream with like no other added flavorings. It just seems odd to me, but. Very interesting. Anyways, I I did it for science. It was one of those things that was bugging me for a while and I finally pulled the trigger and guess what? It's a cheesecake. It tastes like cheesecake. Burn the top so it it helps, you know, cut the sweetness a bit. Um, But yeah, it's good. I I wasn't life changing, but it was good. So there you go. That's my cheese of the week. Who would have fucking thunk? It's cheese of the week. Burn cheesecake. 18. <laughs> uh, they're just so lovely. Uh, they I, I were. Need, I, I mean, I, I, I don't need know to what like, up to. I need to go through like the 18s discography and like listen to them. And maybe I can relive that experience there, that everyone else had. There ain't a bad album. You girl. know, there ain't. There ain't, girl. There ain't. You won't find one. It's all great. Well, 
Should we move on to our favorite things? These are a few of our favorite things. So tell me about Super Mario 3D All-Stars or Spotify or both. Super Mario 3D All-Stars is a video game. It came out Friday. It is a compilation. So do you remember for the SNES Super Mario All-Stars? Oh, yeah. It was Super Mario Bros. 1, 2, and 3, along with Lost Levels. They were all like remade, like new art, new fucking graphics, new everything. Updated music or whatever, yeah. Updated music. They were gorgeous. Mm -hmm. This is not that. This is... Mario's 3D game, so it's sixty um, Super Mario 64, Sunshine, and Galaxy, but not Galaxy 2. Right. Um, and they're just not updated at all. They look the same. They play the same. Data miners have allegedly discovered they're just running on an emulator on the right. cartridge. Um, they're HD, of course. Super Mario 64 is still in 4 by 3 ratio. It's, but the it other two been, are in widescreen? Rather two are in widescreen. I've been playing Sunshine. I haven't played 64 in Galaxy yet. And it looks, it looks like a game for sure. <laughs> it and looks. I just wish they had, they, like there have been reports that it seems a little lazy. Like people have found like the debug, their debug boxes in some of the levels that show up. They're mm-hmm. not supposed to. And that allegedly happens on certain emulators and it's happening in this. Hmm. Um, so I, I really do wish they had, and I'm sure coronavirus affected this and the quality of it, perhaps, but I just wish it had been updated a little more. Like, it's it still almost looks like I'm playing it on an old TV. It doesn't always look HD. Mm. I don't know. It, it's It could have been very, much more. I think it could have been more. I think it could have been a lot more. I wish it had been given the same kind of, like, love as the original Super Mario All-Stars repackage. It's very lovely to have these games because I don't have a GameCube to play Sunshine on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been wanting to play it and it's a blast. It's frustrating as hell in a lot of parts, um, but it's fun, mm-hmm. you know. I just wish it had been um, given a little more polish. Right. But it's fun, so it's clearly my favorite thing of the week. But is it worth $60? Is it worth... I got it for 50 actually. I pre-ordered it on Amazon, and then, like, oh. two days later, I got an email that was like, here's a $10 refund, because it Ooh. was... You got a pre-order guarantee or something. So, you know, I think it's probably worth that much, just for the fact that you're always going to have these games, you're going to be able to play them. Mm-hmm. And you, a lot of us can't anymore, like my N64s and... St. Louis, I think. Like, my systems are all over. So, it's it's nice to mm-hmm. have them. I just wish for $60 they had bumped it up a little bit. Instead of just throwing an emulator on a cartridge and updating it to HD, you know? Right. Yeah. Interesting. But it's so, fun. It's fun. Yeah. So, I've been playing it also, and I've, I've been playing um, Sunshine. Because that's the Mm -hmm. one that I remember enjoying the most. And I always love the atmosphere of sunshine. And I've been playing, I've, I've been playing it and I have been enjoying it. I need to play it more. I just played a little bit of it because I've been super busy with work. Um, but it's like you said, it's nice to have, it's, it's nice to have a version that is in HD that is official that I can play on a console, um, officially. Cause like, girl, like you can play these games. Super easy on an emulator on your PC, but it's like, okay, it's nice to have this on the Switch and like it's an official port or whatever. But yeah, so the what I read is um, both 
um, Mario 64 and Sunshine are running within an emulator in the um, in, in the game or in the cartridge or whatever, which is fine. You know, like I, I a lot of people are speculating that the emulator um, that like they were the the emulator that they're using for the 64 version and the emulator that they're using for the GameCube version are uh, potentially and hopefully going to be used for other games that can be emulated um, and put on the Switch. They're hoping that like maybe the reason why that they weren't ported doing an official port and that there were an emulators is because that they were working on these emulators to hopefully have more games in them to be released at a, at a later date. Like maybe it's a, mm. it's more of a project um, instead of taking all of the time to port it natively to the console. If they wanted to, you know, put fucking the original wind waker or whatever on it, they could use this, this emulator that they made for 3d all-stars as a baseline to to help with that that's what people are speculating but with galaxy it is running natively they they ported the code the only thing that's getting emulated in galaxy allegedly is the music um and by emulating i mean like they're like it's not it's injected somehow and then for all of like the hd textures or whatever that's just like upscaled textures it's all getting injected on the fly for the emulators and then it's natively on the on um galaxy what i've been hearing from a lot of people is like holy shit how did i play these games as a kid this is this is so frustrating (laughs) like that is the one thing i keep hearing from everyone um And I'm like, I definitely feel that with like Sunshine. I haven't played it nearly enough, but I feel like it's probably one of those things where like, you know, it's like riding a bike, but like you're going to be wobbly if you haven't played it for, you know, haven't ridden a bike for 15 years. You know, it's like it's going to take a while for you to get back into the groove, you know. So that's kind of how I feel about it. But I'm excited to play more of it. Um, I, I, it would have, I agree with you, it would have been nice if they, you know, if there was more polish involved, if they had included, you know, Mario Galaxy 2, because I know that, like, compared to Galaxy and Galaxy 2, I remember, I never played Galaxy 2, but I know everyone that I know basically told me that Galaxy 2 is like Galaxy, but it's better in every way. Um, and so a lot of people are really disappointed that that wasn't included in this little package. Um, but hey, maybe it'll be a DLC. They'll be able to rake in some more dough, including that as like, a you know, something else in the future. I do not know. But yeah, I agree with you in the sense where, yeah, it's probably worth the amount of money just to have them physically, you know, and, and like it's there in an official capacity. But I'm here wanting more. I agree with you. Like there could have been more done to polish this up a little bit more. So Agreed. Is it your favorite thing, too? No, but like, I mean, it's I enjoy it. You know, it is it kind of my favorite thing. My favorite thing this week isn't the best thing, but um, it is food related. Which it's, you, it's which not ground up for this, honey. What did I dig up from the fucking ground six feet under for this? Um, It's not the cheesecake. OK, I wanted I to hope pick, not. You didn't I, even really like it. Well, I liked it. But, you know, anything that gives me diarrhea, I can't really have it be my favorite thing you know it has everything to... gives you diarrhea right so it's very it's, i have to pick and choose it's very specific mm. things that won't destroy my internal system um so okay my okay. favorite my favorite thing this week is i made a traditional japanese curry in my instant pot and it was really good i've only made um japanese curry once before and it kind of turned out so so but i used a different recipe and different curry roux 
um, this time around. And it was really good. And I've been eating it um, for lunch the past few days. And it's been super good. And it was really easy. Um, you literally just like throw a bunch of like onions and potato and carrots. Um, they're all like cut up in medium pieces, throw it in an instant pot, add some meat, either like chicken or beef or whatever, add some stock or some water, like three cups or so. And then you buy at the store in, you know, either at an Asian grocery store or in the Asian aisle of your, of your grocery store, they, I think it's pretty common. They sell these blocks of Japanese curry roux and there's different kinds and there's different levels of heat. And it's essentially just like it's, you know, blocks of of flavor that are, you know, that thicken a sauce. And, you know, it's traditional. They, they do this in Japan all the time. It's like the way that you make Japanese curry. Um, and it's there because it's easy. And so there's like um, golden curry brand and then there's Vermont curry brand. And you add usually people add like half of one and half of the other. And then they either add something special like honey or ketchup or soy sauce at the end to kind of make it their own and flavor it to their taste. And so I added a little bit of honey and I added a little bit of ketchup at the end. And it's really good. It was really good and really easy. So I recommend, um, especially in these coming months of things kind of getting cooler, it's turning into soup season. It's turning into stew season. I say... Make a Japanese curry. It's super easy. And even if you don't have an Instant Pot, you can just make this in like a Dutch oven or just a pot on the stove. Um, and they have instructions on the back of the of the little packages. And shit, if I can find Japanese curry roux, golden curry at the grocery store in my area, you'll probably be able to find. I think it's even at Walmart. Um, but here's a pro tip. For some reason in Japan, um, they're very sensitive to spice level. Like, a lot of things aren't very spicy. So if you buy, like, the curry roux that's, like, labeled hot, it's, like, barely spicy. <laughs> so if you want, like, a little bit of spice, like, use, the, like, buy the hot one and then taste it at the end and then, like, add some, like, cayenne or something if you want it hotter. Because it's, like, I'm I'm a little white bitch and I could barely taste the spice. So I was like, girl, what is this? But it was delicious. I totally recommend it. It was super easy. It's one of those throw everything in a pot, add water, add the curry roux, cook, leave it alone, and then it's done sort of situations. So um, yeah, if you want a, a more specific recipe, you can go online, just type in Japanese curry. There's a bunch of recipes. They all use, I mean, most of them use these curry blocks that you buy at the store because um, that's traditionally how you make Japanese curry. And it turned out really well. And I have a shitload of leftovers. You just put it over rice and eat it. It's super easy, super quick. And it's like warm and comforting. You know, it's starting to get chilly out. So I feel like it would be a good idea. So if you're craving something that's warm and spiced and delicious and you want it over rice, I recommend making Japanese curry. It was easy and delicious. So there you go. There you go. Japanese have ever, curry. Have you ever made Japanese curry before? Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, no, I don't cook a lot of Japanese food. That's true. You're more like into but, bread baking. Um, do what? You're more into bread baking. I'm into bread baking in general, but I do like rice is one of my favorite things. And we need to make more rice dishes. It's so easy. I love it. Well, it is. I just feel good eating rice. Like I feel like healthy. I mean, it's all carbs. I wouldn't say it's healthy, but you know. But you put healthy stuff on it as well. You That's know? true. That's true. Yeah. I yeah. feel like I, I feel like I'm getting a rounded meal. Put some seaweed in there. Mm, you know. Delicious. Chicken well, of the sea. Honey, seaweed? <laughs> 
Chicken of the sea. Chicken of the sea, honey. <laughs> oh my God. I didn't even, I totally forgot. I know we're over time, but quickly. That's fine. Did you see the Paris Hilton documentary on YouTube? Because I know we talked about it the other. No. It was like last week or two weeks ago. I was working and it came up. I was like doing work on my computer and I needed something to play in the background. And it like popped up for me. And I was like, oh, I should watch this. And I watched it and it was actually really interesting. I wouldn't say it was good, but it was really interesting. So that's what I've heard. I have multiple, multiple people have told me in streams and comments Paris Hilton documentary, at least watch it because it's got, because it's, um, you know, it's not like a happy and bright thing. It's no, like a no, it's down to earth, sad. real. Yeah. So um, it's still on my list. Mm-hmm. I'll get to it eventually. I think I enjoyed it because like, I mean, if you're, if, if you, you know, if you have a brain, you know that like the, you know, ditzy white girl, blonde hair, stupid Paris Hilton that like came up in the media is a character and she talks about that a lot and you in in this documentary and like how it's affected her and why she started doing that and like her upbringing and then she talks about like these like fucking child labor camps that her parents sent her to because she was like a disturbed child or whatever and how like she essentially got abused it's crazy but it's interesting because you like I haven't seen this much material of Paris Hilton out of character ever. And so it was kind of refreshing seeing her like be real and down to earth and like her actual self. And you see, you see in the documentary how like she like goes into character sometimes. And she's like, I've done this so much. It's hard for me to stay out of character. Like it's difficult for me to like not play this character. Cause I've been doing it for so long that it's like hard to not, it's hard to be serious. So it's interesting. It's, you see the side of Paris Hilton. That's very different. And so I appreciated that. But yeah, I'd recommend Very it. Very interesting. And it's on YouTube. Free yeah, for everybody. I'm pretty sure it's free for everyone. It's on YouTube. So there's a recommendation. Ta-da. Da-da-da. Da-da-da. Okay. Well, anything else? Is that it? No, I'm good. I'm going to go listen to CDs. Dig up my CD albums. <laughs> your, 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 what, what does CDs stand for? Compact, Compact disc. disc. That's right. That is I'm, the easiest. I listen, mean, yeah. I'm not on Jeopardy, you know? And that's for a reason. <laughs> ah, not on Jeopardy. Okay. That's that's a hundred point question, but I wouldn't That's get. a hundred point question. Mm-hmm. Who wants to be a millionaire? That's the first one. Honey, God. Um, so embarrassing. Anywho's. Anywho's. Uh, thank y'all so much for listening. Mm-hmm. What a lovely day to hear you, to see you and to hear you. Um, hope you enjoyed this episode. We will also have a bonus episode this week, mm-hmm. which two bonus episodes just recently got posted, I believe. I'm, they weren't I'm, showing up. I'm a stupid poopy head, but it's all there now. So Right, you should there should be two more uh if you haven't seen those two. But yeah, you yeah. will be getting another one this weekend as well on Patreon. Otherwise, we will see y'all next week. Yep, that sounds good. Bye guys. Bye guys. Thanks for listening to the show. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and more at theshowsamandjoe.com. You can also support us to help keep the podcast going at our Patreon, patreon.com slash theshowsamandjoe. Patrons also gain access to exclusive content like bonus episodes, music downloads, physical rewards, and more. We also want to give a big personal thanks to our wonderful podcast patrons who have donated $5 or more. Thank you to... 
Alex P. Alexander P. Allison B. Andrew G. Ashley E. Ben B. Brat D. Brian A. Carolyn A. Chard. Charlotte S. Chris. Chris C. Chris K. Daisha M. Dallas E. David M. Duran C. Devin B. Devoy C. Emily H. Erica V. James P. Javier. Johnny B. Joshua R. Julian S. Kylon C. Lindsay C. Manny G. Marianne J. Nick I. Nikki Q. Pablo F. Rachel. Rose G. Scott A. Tristan T. And Zachy. As usual, thanks to all our listeners, and we'll see you all next week on The Show. Show.